We finally got what we wanted. A Westworld and Dead to Me crossover. Okay, not really, but that therapy murder-suicide was crazy. On this episode of The Pour Over, Dylan and Joe discuss Decoherence, episode 6 of Westworld season 3. It's poured all over. What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over podcast, hosted by myself, Dill And Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This week, we're continuing our series on Westworld Season 3 with Episode 6. Uh, so much Man in Black in this one. But before mm-hmm. we get into all that, let's catch up with the Poor River Boys. What's up, Joe? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, like we talked about last time, I'm pretty much done with school, so Ooh, I've just been chilling. Yeah. Yeah, woo, so woo. doing really well. You been on that Switch? <laughs> Surprisingly, I haven't. Oh. Um. Yeah, just been trying to do like other things, I guess, you know, like maybe like cook a little bit, okay. et cetera, clean Chef a little. Dill. Yeah, just trying to do other things. I, I don't know. I'll probably get back on it soon, though. What What about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been good, man. I just, uh, still working here, you know, kids are still in school to the end of the school year. Um, the, the people I'm living with, uh, they bought, uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. So they've been playing that and I've been kind of joining in a little bit. It's, uh, looks, looks pretty fun. I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, I played it, um, if you want to like pay rent and buy things and <laughs> just live life <laughs> live life second life so but yeah it's definitely pretty cool i like um breath of the wild though a little bit more i yeah. think because it's it's like kind of therapeutic i saw an article mm. that just someone posted on facebook about um breath of the wild being one of the most therapeutic games that you could buy right now hmm. so definitely a good game to play during corona times yeah, yeah, I think I feel that. You just pick it up, you can play some dungeons or whatever, kind of, you, you can choose to do different things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's nice. And the music's so relaxing. Yes. Nice. Well, what, what have you been brewing lately, man? Well, just before we got on the show, I went and got the Oak Cliff uh, Coffee Roasters uh, Buena Vista. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got to be careful here. Uh, <laughs> the goods was, yeah this was um your gift to me um it's a good amount in here actually i'm still working through it but it's the buena vista guatemala uh with the candied orange granola and butterscotch nice nice you, you liking it i like it um the candied orange definitely comes out it has just that kind of bold and um really kind of sweet profile but mm. also it's like you know the the flavor notes i got out of it were definitely some chocolatey notes and just yeah. kind of being dark and rich yeah yeah it's like fruity but but not you know not in the mm-hmm. sense of like a kenyan or like ethiopian like yeah yeah but it's still there that's why i think the candied orange i mean it makes sense i think that's appropriate yeah 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 uh did you see this thing on a uh, oak cliff's website they got uh, a bean called the mount hagen <laughs> Oh, for real? For real, dude. Click that link. I I have not seen this. (laughs) I was like looking for the Buena Vista and uh, I just saw Mount Hay and I was like, wait, what the? I clicked it (laughs) and apparently 
maybe this mountain exists in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully what they're selling isn't the same thing as the as the Mount Hagen coffee you were drinking. That's funny. Yeah, but, uh, maybe the instant, like, they get it from there too, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they do, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why it's so good. Yeah, that's why. Uh, amazing. But look at the flavor know. notes. The Mount Hagen from Papua New Guinea, tamarind, mm. simple syrup, and sweet basil. Basil? Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, these are interesting. I feel these are not the traditional or not, not, norm, not what I expect. Mm-hmm. For the yeah, but it's a you know the bean is from in Papua New Guinea, which they're showing the map on their website is in a south, um, east uh, southeast Asia. So it's like mm. kind of in that um, kind of terroir or climate where I think you do find like tamarind and people use a lot of basil mm. kind of in that area of um, of Asia. So I would be really interested to try that bean. I would kind of like this. Yeah kind of taste what they're talking about here yeah i don't know if i've seen it so uh, we'll see i uh i expect a shipment from oak cliff maybe next week um, okay i am on that subscription oh yeah so um yeah depending how quick it gets through the post office but yeah sometime in a week or so i expect a new uh, another bag so maybe it'll be the mount hagen who knows who knows what about you man how's your coffee been uh, it's been good. So like I, um, I, I split that bag of the Buena Vista. Uh, so I kept some for myself as well. And so mm-hmm. I, I finished drinking the portion that I had, and I still have the Intelligentsia from kind of like way back that I well, said I, I bought. Forgot on Amazon. about that. Yeah, yeah. Like wh- wh- whenever I just kind of went overboard and just bought <laughs> like all the Oak Cliff coffee. Yeah. Um, I just kind of put the Intelligentsia to the side. Yeah, and now now that I drank it, now I gotta come back to it for sure. So I, I've been drinking that. Um, How is it's it? It's a little bit older now, so okay. yeah, it's a little stale, but you know, it's still still solid, still drinkable for sure. Good. Um, yeah, but I did try something new. Um, okay, I think I mentioned it before. You know, friend of the show, Max. Uh, you know, hey. had him on the show a couple of times. He uh, sent me this portable pour over kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of this like pre-ground coffee and then has these little like paper sides on it where it can like suspend itself on Mm -hmm. top of a cup yeah and then you can just brew right on top like a normal pour over but the whole thing is disposable made out of paper like it's really easy to use um Mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty cool nice new experience i haven't used anything like that before i know i've seen them around yeah but you know it when if you're traveling in a pinch you don't want to use the mount hagen instant (laughs) um i think the portable pour over is is a good option yeah yeah i got i got mine right here actually oh nice yeah Yeah, i haven't used it yet but yeah max has i think he was in taiwan he was traveling Mm -hmm. and they sold um these kind of individual use the pour over uh bags so i'm excited to try it too uh, I, I have used them before. My mom um, has bought them before and brought it back to the States. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Uh, I, and, like, I'm pretty sure it's recyclable as well. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so that's in, in the interim, as I'm in between coffee, beans, I guess, I was trying these different things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. What have your coffee thoughts been? Uh, well, you know, I I think we talked so much about this pandemic that's going on. Um, and I hate to kind of beat it to beat it 
dead or what's that whatever that saying is beat the dead horse but um i feel like living in this pandemic is so like paradoxical Mm. like simultaneously we feel really bored and we feel stressed you know another one like we feel scared but also Mm. feel safe like in our homes so it's just like what is like really happening here and i feel like in any given day you can experience like a a bevy of different emotions Mm, um and it just makes me think about how important like mental health is and how delicate we are as like human beings, especially like yesterday it was like really gloomy or it's been pretty gloomy like where I am for the past three days or so. Mm. And just on that alone, it's been really hard to kind of stay kind of optimistic and just kind of be upbeat. And then yeah. today the sun's finally come out and I'm I'm feeling a lot better and people around the house are feeling a lot better too. So definitely like it's just really interesting how um especially during the corona times like every day feels a little bit different. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That that, that relates yeah. to my coffee thoughts too, I, I would say. Um cuz I don't know if you remember the last time you're in my house in my kitchen, I had kind of my like my little coffee corner where I had mm-hmm. all my gear where I brewed. And so I, I moved it to a different part of the kitchen now. Okay. So before when I was brewing, I would basically like my stuff was kind of under a cabinet. So when I was brewing, I would just be staring at a cabinet in front of me. Okay. Uh, we were just fine. I did that for a long time. But I moved it now so where I'm kind of looking over the dining room and the in the living room area. Okay. And so even just that little bit of shift, I think. Um, has been nice because mm. as I'm brewing, I can kind of look out. I can see yeah. like through the window, like look at the plants, look at the house, you know, different things. Oh, okay. Whereas before, I was just like staring at a wall functionally. Yeah. And I never really thought about that until I shifted mm. it. And I was like, oh, this is surprisingly nice. You know, so just like these little perspective shifts kind of mm-hmm. have a big impact. I feel like kind of like what you're saying, even with the weather, these kind For of sure. environmental things, they affect how you're feeling, um, how you're thinking. So, For sure. Yeah. So those little little shifts, I think, help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I could I could see that. I know exactly I can, I'm kinda envisioning what you're saying. Like yeah. you could either look at the living living room if you're brewing or look out towards the um the dining room, right? Because you have a window yeah. back there too. Yeah, I could look into the backyard a little bit, kind of through a window. But yeah, so I can actually see and look at things. Yeah. Versus just staring at this thing right right there mm. in front of my face. Okay. So you're gonna open a yeah. coffee shop now, right? And like hey, yeah. design the you know all the aesthetics and ins and outs of you know. what makes a great. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that as a, as I was brewing. I was like, oh yeah, like the baristas in the shop is maybe similar because they're usually facing the customers or yeah. like kind of looking out onto the shop. I was like, oh, that, that's a pretty cool perspective. I think yeah, probably helps. You can see all the different people drinking the coffee, all, all that, you know, having conversations. So right. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it probably helps you from going crazy during these times, too. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not going to help the man in black in mm. this next episode that we're going to talk Ooh. about because he is insane. Yeah, he's he, in a he mental a institution. Issues, man. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to work through it in this uh, episode, Decoherence, which we'll just jump into right now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we just watched this episode. We are uh, about an episode late, so we're going to be watching the season finale this week and then recording episode seven and eight after that but Mm. definitely man this episode is a is is a trip in a different way uh from last week but in this episode we really walk alongside william 
as he's in this mental hospital after being committed by Charlotte. And we see William get implanted with that limbic drip that we see on a lot of different, uh, a lot of people have this limbic drip. And he's donned on these um, virtual reality kind of glasses to have therapy in this hospital. Um, so just I'm just going on giving us a synopsis. He has these therapy sessions. We get flashbacks of when William was a young boy and he is sitting amongst um four different versions, three different versions, four different versions of himself or himself included uh, with Jim Delos being kind of this kind of therapy, this therapist. Mm -hmm. And while they're all bickering bickering about who's the most at fault, Delos is there kind of just stirring the pot. So, um, you know, before long, um, uh, William kind of comes to this cathartic kind of climax and he literally kills his old selves and then vows to be the good guy going forward. Um, so we also find that Stubbs and Bernard are there, and they kind of wake him up, and um, they find that the mental institution is now abandoned. So they take the men in black, they kind of like, you know, break him out of there. Uh, meanwhile, we find Maeve, who reawakens in the simulation after Srock kind of puts her back together. And in the simulation, she is back in War World, and she reunites with not only Lee, but also Hector, who's there. And she um, finds that Hector's one of the hosts that uh, Sorak revives to help her in um, defeating Dolores. So um, when, then we get to Charlotte, and Charlotte is in the real world. She continues to struggle with her identity and feels herself slipping away. Uh, so Dolores gets her back on track with a pep talk, and then Charlotte proceeds to sneak around the Delos uh, building and find this kind of area, this computer, to make a copy of the host data on this like little flash drive thing. Uh, also at the Delos building is Sorak, and he's trying to get people to um, finally capture this mole. Turns out Sorak knows that this mole is Charlotte, and Charlotte... Um, basically kills everyone in this like little boardroom area with gas. Sorok survives because he's not actually in there. He's a hologram. And she makes it um, a priority to escape now and just leave Delos. Um, before she does that, though, she finds the the place that um, Sorok is building those hosts, and she kills Hector. She basically just destroys his uh, control unit. Um mm-hmm. uh, while she's doing this, Maeve is witness to this through the simulation, and she watches as Hector's lifeless body falls into her arms. So now, super upset and enraged, Maeve wakes up in the real world to her new host body and waits for the two untouched hosts to finish building. Finally, Char- Charlotte leaves Delos and seems to have kind of resolved to basically leave with her son and Jake to just kind of go off and start their own thing. Um, so they all get in the car, and before they can get too far, the car explodes, uh, throwing it into the air and sending it up in flames as we see kind of this anonymous person in the back um, calling the shots and calling the, the car to be exploded. And the severely burned Charlotte is able to get out of the wreckage, but she looks back in tears as she realizes that her family are all dead. 
So that is kind of a synopsis of what happened in this episode. There was several other things I didn't really talk about, like the riot bot coming out, mm. um, Delo security not getting a clean shot on nobody, <laughs> as always. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so there there's some other things that happened in this episode. Uh, but man, Dill, what did you think about episode six, Decoherence? Yeah, man, this episode things are getting intense. Mm -hmm. things are really ramping up obviously like you said i think the season finale is coming up in a couple episodes so Mm -hmm. i think now there's getting all the things in place you know setting up charlotte mave man in black all these things are going to converge somehow but i actually really enjoyed this episode yeah it was like pretty fast paced and there's just so much action yeah um and really interesting uses of technology especially with the therapy and all that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it was a good episode. What what did you think? Yeah, I agree. I think this episode had um a good mix of everything. Um really good action in this episode. Uh we really get to see Charlotte kind of um kind of come into her own and 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 just be that kind of like no regard for anything but herself mm-hmm. and like uh, and her family and who she cares about and just kind of like trying to um you know, take care of what's hers. And then we get to see man in black kind of in a, in the same way, just kind of come to his own and, and kind of realize that, you know, he is the good guy and, you know, resolving to be something else. So, you know, we talked about this before, like, is, is the man in black going to turn a new leaf? Is he going to change? Like, is this going to be a pivotal, pivotal moment for him? And at least in this episode, we see that he, he is, he's different. And, um, you know, we, we've are, I've already watched episode seven, but, I, I I expect to see some big things from him in the finale. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I like this episode a lot for sure. Yeah. And I feel like finally with this one too, we kind of see Ciroc in that villain role. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we've talked about before, even though he has Rehoboam, he has like infinite money functionally. He yeah. still always seems to be like one step behind or just not really as menacing as I would have expected. Mm-hmm. I think this episode, the whole way through, he is Rock the the villain. Like yeah. starting off with killing that board member. I feel like that's super smooth mm-hmm. and scary <laughs> that he could do that. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But this is what I expect from a guy like him and his position. Right. And then he comes in, swoops in, takes over Delos, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like Rock is is now being finally becoming who I expected him to be the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he sandwiches that killing with the killing of Charlotte's family in the end, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we can only assume that was either him or Dolores. But um, I think when we get the shot of the person in, mm-hmm. in kind of the, the, the window, you kind of like see him. I think that's Ciroc's man. Yeah, I feel like that makes the most sense, given that now Ciroc even knows that Hale is not Hale, but it's yeah. actually Dolores, the host. So I think it makes sense. And he knows that Charlotte checked up on Nathan, her her son. Because mm, that's mm-hmm. what reveals Charlotte to be the host. Right. Which that was also really interesting, too, that he, he even commented, you know, like he, Charlotte. The real Hale. Yeah. Is, yeah, would is, not is do that. Better than the, at least treats her family better than the real Hale. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, just because she's kind of going through the identity crisis of like, is she Charlotte? Is she still this Dolores kind of clone? Or what mm-hmm. was kind of going on? Like, I, I like the conversation on the phone between Charlotte and Dolores, where Charlotte's like, Sorok's going to come after my family. 
Mm-hmm. Dolores reminds her that's not your family. Mm. But she's still kind of re- trying to deal with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's dig into Charlotte a little bit more because um, I think her character is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in this whole season, actually, she's probably the most interesting character to me. Uh, her motives seem really clear in spite of her being confused. Mm. Um, like, you kind of understand, like, what her priorities are. And I think in this episode, we're realizing that she is, like, prioritizing her family. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting how, like, um, the original Charlotte was kind of a bad human being. Yeah. But now the host hybrid Charlotte is, like, a good person. Yeah. Or a better person. I don't know. Yeah. As I was watching this episode, I was just kind of amazed that they're able to turn Charlotte as she was in the previous season into mm-hmm. like, I mean, they we can't really say they're the same person, like the same character. Cause they're not right. Yeah. Cause this is a host, but still just using the same actor basically yeah. to portray this total shift in, in a different way. I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I give props for that. Yeah. Props to Tessa Thompson for her acting yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, she actually kills a host in this episode, but mourns over the killing of humans. Like, Hmm. she goes and kills Hector, and, like, it's just kind of, like, whatever about it. But then for her, like, for her supposed human family, like, she Mm -hmm. has real mourning over them. Yeah, oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because I'm just wondering what, what is her ultimate goal here? Was mm-hmm. she basically just going to become Charlotte and they're just going to escape and just live their life somewhere? Because, yeah. you know, in the long term, her family's going to have to, they would figure out that she's not human because she's not going to age or anything. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she's probably not thinking that far ahead. But yeah, so it's interesting because I think Charlotte, the Dolores Charlotte and the Dolores Martin. I mm-hmm. think are really contrasted here, yeah. Because Martin, he he blew himself up. He sacrificed himself for the cause, mm-hmm. um, and he's just all in, even to sacrifice. Whereas mm-hmm. Charlotte here is really questioning things, mm-hmm. and she even says, "You know, I, I feel myself slipping away from from Dolores. Feel myself slipping away from us, kind yeah. of thing." And Dolores constantly kind of has to bring her back. Yeah. And so it's just interesting, the dilemma that she's going through. Like I think they're really trying to. I maybe humanize I I don't know or yeah. some some type of thing where where there is internal conflict not just this kind of robot just making calculated decisions all the time which right. is more like the rest of the other hosts at right. least for Charlotte she she's conflicted you can tell like even when she hugs her ex husband she's mm-hmm. like she's touched by that like emotionally mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah I think one thing that the show I don't know if it was a show or like what I've been reading on Reddit uh, has brought up is these cornerstone um, situations that hosts Mm. have kind of become part of their identity. Like for, for Bernard slash Arnold, his cornerstone event that developed into his narrative or became his narrative was the passing of his son, Charlie. Mm. And I wonder if this kind of situation in which Charlotte's family gets killed in the car is going to be like her cornerstone so that yeah. like now this is going to create really create who she is going forward and like oh, yeah. going to describe her motivations. 
Yeah, you know? I think this is going to drive if if not like definitely up until the season finale, but maybe even just beyond that cuz I yeah, feel Yeah, season 4. Like yeah, cuz this Definitely locked it in, even for, like, Maeve. I felt that, too. Like, once uh, Charlotte killed Hector, it yeah. was over, you know? Like, Maeve is going to go all out and just attack Dolores now. Yeah. So, yeah, these kind of defining moments, which make sense for people, you know, like humans. But, yeah, it's interesting to see that those are also happening for the hosts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And just that, that makeup, though, at the end, like, <laughs> after the car blows up, I was Ooh. like, whoa. I did not expect this. Yeah, what did you think about when you saw that? Yeah, it was, it, I mean, amazing on the makeup team, makeup department. Uh-huh. Like, oh, my goodness. And I I did not expect her family to die, basically. Yeah, that totally caught me off guard. Yeah, I was just like, whoa. You know, it's just, again, I think their ability to portray the experience of the characters and allow us to experience that, too. Because, you know, they're mid-conversation, the car blows up. I feel like that's a thing that happens in Mm -hmm. other movies, other shows, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't always catch you off guard like this. Sometimes you're like, you know, maybe you could have said you expected something to happen. Right. But this, I was like, oh, man. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I was surprised. And I was sad, too. Like, Charlotte was finally coming around to realizing things that were important to her. Mm-hmm. Um and now she she lost it right she's right. trying to make her own way but for whatever you know whatever you want to attribute it to she can't get away from this fight between like Dolores Tarak all this that she's mixed up in even when she tries to escape yeah she's like the new Maeve in this season you know she's mm. just trying to get to her family mm. yeah yeah well how about we go to Maeve then and yeah. you know talk about what's going on with her. And, you know, she's back in War World for just a little bit. Um, She kind of revives Hector's memories. Um, You know, Lee's there, but we can't, I don't really think he's going to ever leave that world. He's not really, I mean, he's not really even a a thing almost, uh, which is kind of depressing. But she goes through a lot this episode too, you know. Uh, And I think, like you said, this, this motivation, which... I don't want to jump too ahead. I feel falls flat in the next episode, but mm. Hector dying is kind of like, she's like, okay, now I'm going to go after Dolores. Like she's dead. Like mm-hmm. she's dead to me now. Yeah. Cause it seems up to this point, she's still unsure of her like partnership with Ciroc. She's yeah. kind of doing it. Cause I'm, well, she didn't really have a choice really, but she's going along with it, but she's not really in yet. Mm-hmm. And now on a personal level, she's bought in to you know against Dolores now mm-hmm. um yeah and I, I thought it was weird that she killed all those soldiers it just seemed kind of random like yeah just, I, I don't really know I why. tried to remember why that happened and I tried to I was going to include it in the show notes but I was like I don't actually remember if there was a reason for that I I think she was just like Flexing? bored. <laughs> yeah, basically. She's like, basically, I got my powers back, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She's just kind of waiting for her body to be reprinted. So this is her, like, just passing the time. I mm-hmm. think. So, so some of the some of the scenes with Maeve and stuff are, are kind of random and don't make a lot of sense sometimes. Yeah. But that they're basically yeah they're just to show that she's powerful and she's Maeve. You yeah, know? just like you said, she's just flexing. <laughs> so. Just low key flexing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't who, know. Who do you think the other um, the other hosts are? 
that are coming oh. back. Um. Well, I, I'm I'm cheating because I've already saw the oh, next episode. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I mean, when I watched this episode, uh, I was only thinking, well, Hector for sure because we saw mm-hmm. him. The other two, I was thinking, could be like Armistice, yeah, or Cle- Clementine. Was yeah, those one two of them that I was sense. thinking. Um. So we'll get into who they were actually next week, but sure, sure. I was going to say, like, I'm not a big fan of Maeve this season. I, mm. I feel like they haven't given her a whole lot of substance. Like, she's still fighting for the same thing she's always fought for, which is to be with her daughter. And, like, yeah. at this point in this character's arc, it's, like, it's not carrying over too much. Mm. And um, I don't know. I'm just kind of sad because I, I liked her a lot season yeah. one, but um, they really didn't expound. They didn't really expand her character. In, in this, in the third season. Yeah. And, I mean, like, she died uh, earlier in this season by sword, and we saw Charlotte die in this episode. Almost, not really die. I mean, she didn't die in that car explosion. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so, like, Charlotte can crawl out of, like, a life-ending, like, car <laughs> explosion, but, like, Maeve gets stabbed and she's, like, done. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So some of the things don't don't really uh work out, I guess, when when you think about it too too hard. Mm-hmm. Um or some are inconsistent, I guess. But yeah, I I I had the similar thought regarding Maeve even even before even, like when she was just looking for her daughter, all that kind of stuff. Like she's so smart and you know, yeah. able to figure things out. And then at the same time, this whole thing with her daughter is just a storyline that Westworld gave her. So yeah. I, yeah, that's always been one point where I don't, I'm not really bought in on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll talk about what happens actually in episode seven next week because they mm-hmm. go more into her and Dolores. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, to me, it's just like, Maeve, like dot dot dot. I I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's just like she she was very interesting in the beginning because she had these special powers and she was just different. But she's just stayed the same since then, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like they're not utilizing her to the fullest as a character. Yeah. I guess the next major part of this episode is the Man in Black slash yes. William. Like he. He got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much um, schizophrenic type things. I mean, he's been crazy since the beginning of the season, but True. Um, now, like with this augmented reality thing, which I think would actually make someone more insane than sane, mm-hmm. um, he goes and kills himself. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird. You know, it jumps from like, hey, we're all in therapy. We're just going to talk it out. And like <laughs> all of a sudden, like it murder, like suicide kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, that I was I didn't really know what to think of that. Like that's that's an interesting use of this technology, but yeah, I was I was even going to try to get your opinion, you know, as like a psychologist. I'm like I feel like this it it started out interesting where I could see is like, "Oh yeah, you're talking to different versions of yourself. You're basically thinking." Yeah. But you're experiencing your conversation internally as external. Right. Which I'm like, "Okay, cool, cool. I could see that being beneficial." And then he just goes and kills everyone and yeah. then realizes that he's a good guy for some reason. 
Yeah. After killing himself. So Right. Yeah. It, it was like I I was I was into it because in the pace of the episode, that's when the things with Charlotte was really ramping up and she was like shooting in her gunfight. And then he was out there killing himself. I was like, okay, this is like just very action packed. Yeah. But then now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why why'd that happen? Yeah. Uh I was laughing because, like, on Reddit, on the discussion, um, William, like, says on the show, like, I know what I must do. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, like, proceeds to murder all mur- murder <laughs> all his selves. <laughs> uh, and, then his, and then after murdering, he's like, I'm the good guy. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. When you say it out loud like that, it's just like, what? Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But... You know, maybe one could interpret it as like, because, you know, he kind of has that thing where he says, no matter what I've been in the past, good or bad, everything we've done has led up to this point. And Mm -hmm. like, maybe this is him just separating himself from all those past things to turn a new leaf like we've been talking about. But because he's a man in black and he just has to kill everything, um, the way he overcomes this internal issue is just mm-hmm. by killing himself i guess yeah i don't know i don't know how deeply they thought about it or if the writers <laughs> were just like this would be a cool scene <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of like one another one of those like just westworld kind of showing all of its kind of like uh digital effects kind of thing yeah i think um, I'm glad they didn't show us him killing his young self. Yeah, that would be really weird. I, I did think about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think it's interesting. I just want to pull out one thing is like, usually with these kinds of stories, you, you, especially when we think about other shows that we've watched, like Umbrella Academy, like you, you see people turn bad because of things that happened in their childhood, like something mm-hmm. Like someone had abused William or, you know, he was um, bullied or something. But we learned that when he was a kid, he was actually bad all along. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't that like someone was bullying him or he was being abused. But when his dad asked him, like, why did you do this? He's like, oh, I I wish I would have done it more. Like I I Mm -hmm. wanted to beat him dead or something. And it's like, dang, William, like (laughs) you're, you're actually crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I expected it, his childhood to be much worse. Like, cause his he has such a negative reaction to going back to his childhood, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, sure, I get, the implication is his dad drank and stuff, but then they didn't really say much else. Mm-hmm. You know, his dad was there, like he was mad, obviously, at at William, but mm-hmm. it at least based on what we were shown, I don't see if if it was negative at all. Cause I I don't know. Yeah. 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 So what do you think is going to happen to him now? Well, I mean, he, for some reason, Bernard and Stubbs are there. Yeah. Like, that kind of came out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. um, I guess they're just going to team up now. And now he's going to become the good guy, the man in white. I, I guess. guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the case. Like, I don't. Yeah, that's super random when mm-hmm. Bernard and Stubb showed up. I was just like, oh, I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> yeah. he's like, I'm going to kill you guys, so you best kill me or something. And they're just like kind of walking together. Like they leave the the building and they're just like, oh, okay, we're just going to follow you he's around. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, 
I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I, like, this is, I guess, how they say he gets out like, of, of the mm-hmm. facility. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to get out himself. Right, because everyone was um, leaving the facility because yeah. Dolores had to release all the data from Rehoboam, and yeah. people were going crazy. And especially in the beginning uh, of the episode, we see the the main kind of psychologist mm-hmm. commit suicide, which that was a jarring scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I guess he would have remained in augmented reality for forever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, him and Jim Delos just chilling, I guess. Just chilling with his dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought Jim had a, had a funny line when, when the actual man in black or William like told everyone to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, it's not always about you. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him talking to himself though. He's like, it's not about you. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But I, it could be effective. I don't know about, I don't know if that would be, I think we had, we have to do some clinical studies to see if it'd oh, be more, sure. more um, beneficial than bad. Yeah. I'm sure people have thought about AR and VR in this kind of way. So it's just yeah. interesting to see one, one thought of how it could go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What else in this episode? What else, man? Well, you know, like I said at the beginning, like, Delos Security is still Delos Security. Like, (laughs) when (laughs) Charlotte is trying to get out of the building, she literally has to try to get shot. Like, she's in this tiny little hallway, and people finally get a shot on her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're they're bad. (laughs) It's just (laughs) the same with, like, Dolores and Caleb in the previous episode. Like, they're all just standing in the street in the open, and none, mm-hmm. none of the security can hit them for whatever reason. <laughs> I mean, at least right. Charlie gets shot, like, once or twice, right? Mm-hmm. But, true. Yeah. But they, they should just employ those mech robots as their security all the time, because that's also Delos-like technology. Yeah, true. But, um, yeah. So I thought, I mean, I thought it, was, it was pretty cool. They had a mech. It was, mm-hmm. was kind of random. The right, like, control I guess, one. Yeah. It was, it was a convenient way for Charlotte to escape. But also mm-hmm. kind of cool, so I think it distracts us from that to be like, all right, <laughs> you just kind of have an out, but whatever. Yeah, we all like mechs. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else for this episode? Um, no. I mean, and I, I, I feel like we're kind of dogging it in the end, but I did like this episode a lot. I thought it was it was good. Um, you know, I could do without some of the Mave stuff, but. Mm-hmm. They got to figure out something to do with her. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, this is not exactly how I expected the conversation to go <laughs> because we both started <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we, we like this episode. It's great. <laughs> and we're like, actually, it's just actually, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we get but here I, sometimes. I, I, I think it serves the purpose. Like, like it's really it's setting up the rest of the episodes so that yeah. the season can end and everything can kind of get tied up, hopefully. So that's why I, I think I, I still like it. Mm-hmm. I, I stand by well. it. Like all, all the scenes were interesting, kept my attention. But yeah, I think some of the deeper plot development stuff is yet to come. So. Right. Just don't ask any questions about the things that don't make sense. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll get to it next week and we'll, we'll see what happens. And hopefully it'll make sense by then. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, it's time for a weekly segment, What's Making Us Happy This Week, as we try to just share something that's been going on, that's given us energy and those good vibes, just end the episode on a positive note. So, Joe, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, man. Um, 
I guess kind of a interesting thing. You know, I've been growing out my hair, no haircuts. Mm. Um, hashtag Rona life. Um, so it's getting longer. I can't quite put it in any kind of bun yet, but it's it's been kind of fun. Like not really caring about what people think hey. <laughs> and kind of what they you know what they're able to govern about my hair. So um, I'm growing it out. Um, and yeah, hopefully by the, the midpoint of summer, it'll be long enough to like put uh-huh. it in the, oh God, I want to say it like man bun or something like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. How, how long has it been since your last haircut? Um, I want to say like maybe it's November. Okay. So almost half a year. And then before that, I mean, it was semi it was like not super short yeah um, yeah so yeah nice man yep. just do it i mean i used to have the top knot so it's all good mm-hmm. we, we we accept all hair hairstyles here <laughs> you still graduated yeah yeah that's right yeah that's that's funny i actually cut my hair this week so it's oh. like the opposite yeah it's looking fresh man looking fresh yeah, thank you thank you yeah like you know that and related to even at the top of the show i said i've been like doing some cooking and doing other stuff i think all these things that i'm doing now that i'm done with my main assignments at school i still have a couple of things to do but you know mm-hmm. no, no no major assignments so just the ability to do what i want i think is, mm-hmm. is what's making me happy so yeah nice like, day, day after i turn on my my last major assignment, I like cut my hair and now like I'm cooking, doing different things. I, I try to make my own uh, tasu today oh, at home. Okay. Yeah, barbecue pork. Or yeah. Um it, it didn't turn out as good as I wanted to, but <laughs> oh. I think next time I I'll know. I I think I, I cut the meat too thick, so like the, the marinade wasn't able to 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 infuse as well. Mm. But you know, overall it's still pretty good, so um, I don't really cook like ever, so I count it as a success. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, what did so. you What did you use for the the redness? Did you put like red food coloring, or I, I know no, some people like get real intense with it, and they like they use um like you know that uh, fermented tofu thing oh, with the red okay. sauce. Yeah, some people use that to oh, make the char the Okay, I could see that. Uh, yeah, I, I did not use any food coloring or anything, so it doesn't look like the traditional way because oh, okay. it's not super red. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I was eating it, I was like, maybe the red food coloring is where all the flavor is because mm. <laughs> my mine isn't red, so it doesn't taste <laughs> as good. But yeah, no, I, I didn't. So it just looks like normal pork, but nice. Yeah, still pretty good. It's still fun. Mm. Do something new. Do something different. Making me hungry. Yeah, dude, all about that food, especially now. I'm just thinking about all the restaurants I haven't been to in so long. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to go to first? Korean barbecue, dude. Oh, yes. Hands down. KBBQ. Got to eat all, all you can eat, grilling the meats. So good. That's something you can't take home. Yeah, like we there the KBBQ places are doing takeout here. Oh, okay. But, um, I I haven't done it. I know some people that have. I'm like, it's not the it's same. It's not the though. same. Yeah, it's not the same. So yeah, Dang. that's definitely one 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 major one. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good talking to you, Dill, and look forward to talking about the next episode of Westworld right before the season premiere. So, yeah, man, I'll catch you next week. See ya. All right, peace. 
This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at herecomesdaniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care. Woohoo! Hey.